0: support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure, it's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a smart water alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.
1: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
2: Hey, we're live, pal. What's up, everyone? Thank, welcome to another Monday edition of the A-Side Live Chat here on MMAFighting.com. I am, of course, your host, Jose Youngs. Uh, I know we're still trying to do this three times a week during quarantine time, so thank you for joining us on this uh, fantastic Monday. Uh, joining me is my Monday co-host, Alex Kaylee, up north in great, uh, the great country of Canada. And joining us, we were talking about this before we started, making history first- fellow Canadian to join Alex <laughs> Elias Theodore so before we get into the questions Elias how's life been in quarantine times for you amid this pandemic up there
3: uh, it's been good you know just doing my part to blunt the curve in more ways than one uh, staying home chilling out and uh you know giving the the six foot rule
2: and Alex it's been a week I think it's been a week since last fans saw you heard of you how's life been up there Amongst your fellow Canadians, Are you all staying six feet apart up there? Did you t- oh, are you yeah. doing a better job than us down here stateside?
0: Well, most <laughs> people who know me know I was social distancing before all the stuff even happened. Uh, some, somewhat against my will, I, I would ask. People,
2: yeah, I would ask people if they want to hang out. <laughs> and, then, and just like that, I think, the then?
0: they didn't have that. I, I, yeah. I now know what they meant. Yeah.
2: And Casey, our favorite mustachioed hipster, soy boy, cutie boy, director. I don't know what else. People have called you in our comment sections throughout the time. Uh, How's life been with you in the great state of California, whom I might say is handling this pandemic better than most other, actually, probably better than every, the other 49 states stateside?
1: Um, Well, yeah. I had a friend come over and we had like Uh the the social distancing thing in the front yard type of thing. You know, we Mm talked, you know, apart Uh and then we kind of like looked at each other and there was a moment like, even though we haven't seen each other in a while, where we realized, there's nothing really to say to each other because like nothing happens or like like unless it's bad news, like there's no like, there's no good news to share. It's like, did are you not sick? I mean are you sick? Not sick? Do you have a job? That's about all you can really <laughs> talk about. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, and there and there were there were some some protests down the, not down the street, but in, in Huntington Beach, which is you know about 30 minutes away from here. Right. So um, that was pretty stupid. So. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, not sick, still have a job, and people are stupid. That's my weekend.
2: <laughs> Sounds like everyone's weekend. But, of course, this <laughs> is not our podcast. This is all of yours podcast. You can leave your questions in the comment section, on Twitter. You can DM me, whatever, because I know a lot of you guys like to – also before we get into the questions i get a lot of dms uh i posted a tweet about me being sad and something i would do if habib and tony ferguson fell off for a fifth time i haven't forgotten i just don't want to go out to the store amid this pandemic so yes i will for those of you who are in the know you know and i will get that video done eventually but for now waiting for this to boil <laughs> over a little bit but before now without further ado it's monday guys i'm sorry uh case <laughs> you have any questions for M- mr theodoro
1: oh of course of course Uh, you know what let's start let's start off with um here (laughs) a silly question from zombie profit from
2: zombie profit on twitter Um.
1: (laughs) what are you
2: what are your top 20 mma moments in the month of april what is that's a lot of moments to happen in the <laughs> month of April? It's a lot. I can't picture what ha, what has happened in April. Uh in like I know John Jones fought Ovin St. Prue in April. That's the first thing that comes to my mind, but that's clearly not a top twenty thing. <laughs> that means to me just Johns B. Henderson in April at some point. So either way you guys have a top twenty moment in the month of April in MMA history. Yeah, or, or a lot of even like
0: personal uh, MMA related moments around this time. I think that would that would probably be more more productive in answering this question. Uh yeah, does does the does the month of April hold any uh to you? Especially well, I mean I guess today
3: and then uh, anything MMA related. <laughs> well yeah, four twenty, obviously being a religious holiday of sorts. Um but <laughs> I think uh you know the, the what is it, the twenty times Khabib in uh uh, what's it called? Tony have, uh, been canceled and put on and off, like just kind of going on that. And then yeah. Justin Gaethje yeah. kind of coming to save the day. And then just kidding, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put that on, uh, you know, uh, fight Island and everything mm-hmm. in between, just the, the chaos of, um, the chaos of all this COVID uh, situation and what it's done to society in general. Uh, and obviously MMA being a part of our society and our, uh, what's it called? You know, walks of life and whatnot. So, just the the yo-yo that uh, has happened in April. It's been crazy.
2: Well, here you go. April sixteenth, two thousand sixteen. Tony Ferguson was supposed to fight Habib Nurmagomedov for the second time. So there you go. Right on. Right on brand for this this yeah. pandemic of what we could have had. Uh, I I got notifications this weekend. I was supposed to be in Brooklyn. So this this uh, pandemic is you know. Go ahead, Alex. I'm an idiot. So when I read this question,
0: I I assumed he meant this month of April specifically, and I assumed it was just like a trollish question. And I was like, 20 MMA moments in any normal situation would be a lot to name, much less this month where we had. So I'm an idiot. Uh, But I I, 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 I do want to relate it back to uh, Elias. like. Uh, what kind of stuff have you, you know, missed out on this month that you normally do training-wise? And, like, again, obviously wanting to watch those fights as a fan. You know, a lot of us wanted to see, you know, this uh, UFC 249 card that didn't happen. So, um, yeah, for yourself, training-wise, kind of what are you missing out on? And other than Ferguson and uh, Habib or Ferguson Gaethje, like, what kind of other big fights are you kind of sad that we didn't get?
3: Yeah, um, well, obviously training in general uh, and, you know, the – The aspect of it being my my life my job uh, and going every single day uh instead i what i've been doing to kind of pass the time is just running an ungodly amount of uh, kilometers i'll use the metric system because it's uh, much more efficient um (laughs) thank you uh, (laughs) see see what happens when there's another canadian who (laughs) can back each other up on the you know sanity and metric systems. But, um, point being, uh, like I think this month that we've been in quarantine or whatever, I've run roughly about 320 kilometers, give or take. Um, and then, you know, shadow boxing in between, uh, I got some, uh, you know, uh, equipment to kind of lift and, uh, do some work, home workouts and whatnot. Um, I was actually planning to fight in April. Um, hmm. obviously, uh, obtaining my therapeutic use exemption, uh, there was a plan to fight in uh, 420 because mm. in the month of April on 2020, uh, 420 is all month long. So I was going to uh, validate uh, my therapeutic use exemption. That unfortunately didn't happen. But I'm, um, you know, staying, staying ready, staying in shape. And uh, once it's all clears, because you know it is eventually, we're all eventually going to get on the other side of this. It just, um, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, I'm staying, you know, in shape and ready to kick ass when I can.
0: You last fought, uh, in December, that was your first, uh, post, you know, post UFC fight uh, as a win. You, you, you got yourself, I think it was a finish for a second round. I think I think a second third round, round, third, third round. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do, can you tell us if you were going to fight for that promotion again? I know it was a promotion in Windsor, uh, Windsor, Ontario for you Americans. Uh, <laughs> can you tell us if it, were you going to fight for that promotion again? Or do you, do you, can you say where, uh, where your next bout was going to be?
3: Um, it wasn't set, but uh, there were a bunch of uh, promotions out in B.C., mm-hmm. uh, again, to validate the therapeutic use exemption yes. that I received uh, out in B.C., so there are local promotions there. Um, but at the same time, because of the way the, the whole system works in regards to the commissions, uh, now that I got a therapeutic use exemption in one jurisdiction, uh, most, if not all, should uh, validate my uh, exemption uh, because of uh, just the way it all works out. Um, the, the the case in point would be if someone got suspended for you know steroid use and they were suspended for a year uh, in let's say New York, California wouldn't uh, ballot or California wouldn't allow them to get registered until mm-hmm. their suspension is over. Well, the same thing happens in positive um, rulings, mm-hmm. and that's the case in regards to my therapeutic use exemption. There's already uh, preliminary conversations with uh, other. Uh, commissions that, uh, again, once I get a book, uh, fight booked in that area, they'll most likely uh, validate my therapeutic use exemption. So uh, again, this is a way for, um, obviously, it was a lot of hard work, uh, and it was uh, able to come to because of uh, me uh, arguing my fundamental Canadian right to Medicaid as prescribed by my doctor uh, in BC. But now, because of that uh, ruling, I'm able to take that precedent and run with it, uh, not only in BC, but everywhere else I fight.
0: Now, can you take that precedent uh, when you – if you ever get booked to fight in the States again? I mean, or is that just going yeah, to be the start?
3: That's how they all work, right? Uh, well, wow. it's the same thing. If you get suspended in uh, B.C., if you get suspended in um, uh, New York, uh, something like California or someone like Cal- Colorado, they most likely – again, they ask when you're um, applying for a, a license to compete there, have you ever been suspended? Um, well, if they have a therapeutic use exemption in that jurisdiction – Then it almost actually puts them to say they almost puts them on the spot to say why that other jurisdiction was wrong. That's how it actually ends. So ironically Mm -hmm. enough, as a free agent, this uh, uh, fighter here can still be an agent of change.
2: (laughs) Now, you said you wanted you wanted to fight on 420. Uh, If I heard that correctly, did it matter where like what organization you fought or just the fact that you wanted to fight on this specific day and which of those promotions would be the most willing to book you a fight on this day?
3: Uh, there are there are a couple of promotions that we were already mm-hmm. uh, pretty uh, pretty uh, serious stocks with. It was just basically finding the date and uh, the right opponent. Um, obviously, I, I you know I'm I'm one of the best in the world, and I mm-hmm. want to keep uh, competing that way. So it's just kind of putting uh, that together. Obviously, uh, a lot of people. Um, uh, I find myself in a weird place uh, at the point where either prospects or other veterans. Uh, they don't necessarily want to fight because mm-hmm. they want to put themselves in a position to get to the, um, the main stage in any capacity. So, um, you know, the, the fight that I had in Windsor, it was roughly about 10 opponents that we eventually went through, but I was able to, uh, fight, uh, a former, uh, UFC veteran as well and, uh, get, do it in dominating fashion. And a, and a real fun fact to kind of have, uh, to kind of explain in that. Um, obviously it was my first finish in quite some time. Uh, the other aspect being, um, uh, Ontario, the Ontario commission doesn't have cannabis as a schedule one drug or a prohibited substance. So they didn't test for that. So in reality, that was the first fight I was able to medicate as prescribed by my doctor. Um, uh, and obviously the, the results show for themselves, um, competing, uh, at the highest level, uh, you know, at the way I was, uh, because of, um, the strict testing, in many ways, I was competing at a disadvantage uh, compared to other athletes that can medicate as prescribed by their doctors. So now, um, with the TUE and other avenues to uh, compete at a competitive, lit, uh, uh, competitive uh, playing field, I'm excited to keep uh, that win streak going and smash the next person that stands in front of me.
0: Uh, Elias, specifically, like what can you say? Being able, you, you said being able to like finally be able to properly medicate. Uh, how did that like specifically how did that benefit you uh, in that just in that last fight
3: yeah well i have bilateral neuropathy so nerve damage of hmm. my upper extremities right hmm. so um when that that question that we were kind of talking beforehand uh being able to medicate with your hands is because my actual hands are where the issues are and a lot of my fighting style over the last couple of years was actually taking that account and moving around it so um now being able to medicate and not having those uh um uh, Flare ups that I normally have because again, uh, putting your body through not only training uh, and you know the condition that I already have, but also the weight cut itself uh, it inhibits my ability to compete at a playing uh, level playing field. But uh, now at this point, uh, I'm I'm excited to be a complete fighter and uh, keep smashing uh, the way I, I I did last time and the way I, I usually done. Uh-
0: Sorry, Jose, I just want to add a little bit of trivia. Uh, that last fight you had in uh, December, that was in Windsor. I think the mm-hmm. last time you fought there was the last time Bellator was there. Yes. I think Bellator wow. was before. I was that crowd as a fan uh, sitting with the family of the people, of the, the fighter that uh, Alliance <laughs> was, beating, it was beating up.
3: So they were not happy.
0: <laughs> uh, no. They were not happy with how you uh, – Rich, Rich Liktawa was the yes. guy's name, and they were not happy you uh with you beating him up but no, now he almost you fought, returned
3: to he almost fought him, uh, another sorry to interrupt you there but he almost fought my brother in the stand like their their oh. family and friends oh, and they almost picked a fight with my brother and my brother's ginormous so it was a pretty <laughs> hilarious um because they were basically uh the longer the fight went the further as you remember um i kind of just put him against the wall and just you know beat him senselessly and uh what's it called they were basically uh kind of cheering him on and my brother was cheering on as well and then they kind of on his face and then my brother stood up and he was towering over them and they kind of you know just walked away afterwards but <laughs> hey, that was that was the weirdest fight that I had and one reason because I was the swing bout and uh it was pretty much all uh decision wins uh yes. up until that and obviously with uh Ben Aspirin competing in that one as well <laughs> it was uh another the, the championship bout on that one was a five rounder uh so I actually fought after Ben Aspirin at like 12 30 at night <laughs> yeah
2: you were the real you were the real main
3: event Yes, yeah. M-A-N-E,
2: trademark M-A-N-E. included.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Casey, I believe we had a question about uh, Elias and medicated hands, right? Oh, yeah. If I remember yeah. correctly. Right. Let me pull that one up. Do-do-do because we were talking about this before Elias hopped on and we did not understand it. So Elias, I'll ask you to explain this like I'm five years old and I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Uh, from Sean Denny, <laughs> at Denny Rand's longtime commenter, uh, Elias's three UFC defeats came against opponents that are very durable. If he could have medicated his hands properly, does he think that extra damage you could have caused would sway those fights in his way? So you were explaining a little bit of medicating hands in the upper body. So I have... T- Say I have no knowledge of this situation, what that means. I read this and I go, medicate hands. What, is, what does that even mean? Uh, and of course, you can answer this question as well.
3: Yeah, so obviously, um, uh, having bilateral neuropathy, um, it's nerve damage of my upper extremities, which essentially means radiating heat, nerve damage, um, flares, cramps, and, and anything in between that are a constant um, you know, uh, condition that I, I suffer through, both as a patient and athlete medical cannabis allows me to calm uh, my nerves and actually uh, m- m- medicate and uh, deal with the actual pain management side. That's what cannabis does. So instead of uh, the alternative, which would be opioids, painkillers, or any other type of uh, really debilitating uh, prescription drug, um, I-, I am now able to compete uh, using my own medicine, uh, just like anyone else could use uh, any type of prescription drug. So. This is less about cannabis and more about medical quality. And that's what the opportunity being able to do so in a Canadian jurisdiction uh, under my fundamental right to Medicaid as prescribed by my doctor allows me to do. And then, again, being an agent of change, I can now bring this to America and help out American uh, athletes as well. Um, But going back to it, I would never like again, I I fought some really tough guys and I've won more than I've lost uh, many times over. Uh, And the ones that I lost, I I wouldn't chalk it up to anything in regards to um, inability to medicate. Um, Obviously, each individual fight, um, it was an each individual. It was a it's each individual situation. Right. So I would never use an excuse. uh, The better man one, I would say. Um, But again, the only people that I've ever lost to uh, were top 10 in, in the world at the time. And you know one of those persons one of those persons happened to be Tiago Santos um, and uh, even in that situation I was able to take everything he threw at me and uh, never quit so one of the things I was able to learn from it is that again um, even in uh, even as a professional fighter um, fight or flight is kind of um, still ingrained in it and you know even when uh, push comes to shove uh, I can still fight uh, under the worst uh, situations uh, and in the, the bloodiest of wars and that's what it was I had the hugest cut on my on my uh, forehead um and uh what's called bruised black and blue uh even uh again not saying too graphic out of it i i after the fight i, I was peeing blood for a couple Jeez. of hours like that's how intense it was all mm-hmm. uh, right but again if you can survive that and that was my first loss so mm-hmm. uh, kind of realizing that you know whether you win or lose uh, the sun rises another day and you you get to live to fight another uh, battle so um you know that's what that was able to show me and Obviously, with his career, uh, the way it's gone, it it actually – that loss in many ways is one of my my favorite and best uh,
1: fights regardless of the outcome.
2: Hmm. Casey, you got a question you're just popping
1: in. (laughs) What is it like the first time you piss blood from getting beaten (laughs) up? Like, is that scary. Keep in
2: mind, Casey's Casey does train and we, we he's talked about having amateur fights before. So you see this big smile on his face right now. Like, I think he's generally curious when he asks. It, so what is it like the first time you, you face an opponent and then you I mean, start
1: being blood? Was it from body shots? Like what what is causing that? Because I hear my oh, like, fighters yeah. saying that. Like, what what actually is it?
3: You know? Well, it's not, only, it's not only the fight, right? It's also, the, depending on uh, the weight cut, it's also the stress you put your body through 24 hours over. Because, like, the real fight in reality is actually the weight cut, and it's the process of the, the camp kind of leading up to it. So um, it was one of my tougher camps, uh, and I was able to, you know, get through it. And, um, you know, even with him pulling away in the latter rounds uh, the way he did, uh, again, there was no quit in me uh, to, to the question itself, peeing blood, uh, luckily it was the first and only time that's ever happened. So, um, it's definitely catches you off surprise uh, by surprise. Um, cause you're like, wait, that's not what that's supposed to look like. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, again, uh, was able to, you know, lick my wounds and, uh, come back and, uh, you know, have many other fights, uh, thereafter. So, um, you know, I, I would say that obviously it just, it, if for the most part, a surprise, a little <laughs> nervous, but, uh, you know, I was able to enjoy the rest of Vegas the next day. <laughs>
2: Going back to your, uh, your cannabis and talk, you, you were speaking of how many fighters have approached you since you, you came out as like you said, like you, you are allowed to self-medicate and so on and so forth. Um, have, have any UFC or non UFC fighters approached you for more information? Like maybe they maybe they hear like they, their hands hurt all the time. and Maybe they weren't aware that this was a, something that they could deal with uh, using uh, self-medication. So how many fighters have approached you, if any?
3: Yeah, not only fighters because, again, this uh, has implications in mm-hmm. athletics beyond. So um, there's different avenues where this – again, uh, just kind of going back to my own specific uh, situation, um, the therapeutic use exemption that I got in British Columbia because um, the athletic commission is on the um, uh, infrastructure of boxing. It also has implication for boxers as well. So my my case sets precedent for amateur and professional boxers and uh, MMA fighters, uh, and then beyond uh, MMA and boxing, other athletes, uh, Olympic athletes who are mm-hmm. tested year round have approached me and asked me um, one about the process, two about how they um, how they should go about uh, kind of working around uh, the drug testing system that they have uh, in regards to uh, you know fear of um, uh, what what consequences would happen if they were to medicate um as prescribed by their doctor or again in places that don't have uh medicine and uh, you know prescribed uh, in the way it is because obviously access isn't a universal thing at this point and that's the case even in Canada as we have uh, legalization it still means uh there is a prohibition for uh you know first line workers um uh, union certain union workers um First responders and other people that are in unions that, again, unfortunately still look at cannabis as a a schedule one drug.
2: Well, I was going to ask, like, in here, here, stateside, we have like the three major sports, and they're slowly coming around to it. I think the NFL, in their last uh, uh, bargaining agreement, is loosening the rules on uh, medical mar- on the use of medical marijuana and such. And I know a lot of NBA players are called specific, like most prominently, Kevin Durant has called for it of the Brooklyn Nets. So when you see these ma- major sports still not. Fully embracing it, but loosening—is that a major win in in that in your world or in that in, in the self medicated world?
3: Oh, for sure. Uh, again, it's a step in the right direction uh, mm-hmm. for others being on the cannabis side of history. That's where the world's going. Um, it's just taking longer in certain uh, areas sure. than others. Um, the, the key distinction in my case versus others, I, I think they're removing cannabis. Where this is the first example of cannabis being actually recognized as a medicine so that's where sure. the key difference is and again the implications of what it could have in the olympics and beyond last question get an answer well thanks so much
2: uh <laughs> thanks so much denny Rantz. like again didn't know what that question meant i feel yeah. elias was clearly the person to ask
3: <laughs> yes <laughs>
2: From, ask, from Instagram, why don't they just postpone Habib Tony instead of giving Tony a different fight? Don't know who asked this question, so can't give a shout out. But uh, Elias, I don't know. I'm sure you followed the news for the fifth time Habib and Tony fell apart. Supposedly, they are going to book Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje in May. Now, we joked months ago that imagine a world where Tony Ferguson would have to fight Justin Gaethje. To get another shot at being made up like basically going through a murderer's row, maybe one of the greatest runs in lightweight history. And he's not even the undisputed champion. So should they have just waited till this pandemic clears up? I know Alex K. Lee wrote a long piece with our own Mike Chia Pat on the site. But your opinion, should they have just waited or should they have booked Tony versus Gagey?
3: Well, I think there are many different um, factors in this, right? Like, obviously, they have a schedule uh, and mm-hmm. they have certain requirements that they have to meet. In regards to the ESPN and other uh, financial components uh, and contractual components. Uh, in addition, because of religious reasons, could uh, be he's pretty much out till you know September, anyways. So um, there, there are a bunch of different factors in that. Uh, obviously, it's an exciting fight. Uh, I just feel for Tony because uh, you know, like you said, he, he has to go through a murderer's row, and even if he got, even if he does beat uh, Justin Gaethje, uh, I'm pretty sure he's already the um, the interim champ but how'd that work out right so um it's just one of those things where uh, you know it is un- the way it is unfortunately but tony's a savage and it seems that he doesn't care who they put in front of him he's ready to smash him
0: yeah like the argument i made on the site uh i, I was arguing in favor of them doing the booking that they did and not waiting for even ferguson again was that uh, that old saying you know a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush right i think that's how the ufc has to look at it is This is a fight that they feel like they can make now and is very likely to happen. Um, But uh, Elias, from your perspective, let's say, again, you were in kind of a uh, Tony Ferguson situation where you had this rival or you had this big money fight on the table and then had to wait. And then they said, oh, you know, for whatever reason, injury, again, uh, uh, you know, uh, personal, religious you know, reasons, you won't be able to fight this guy for six months. Would you rather, again, and similar situation to Tony Ferguson, wait for that opponent? Or if they say, hey, we got another top three guy, still good money for this
3: fight. Do you want this one instead? I would imagine uh, just fight as soon as possible. Um, he was out for quite some time mm-hmm. because of an injury. he's um again had uh, his own roadblocks along the way. so I would imagine he's just game to fight uh, fight anyone and everyone that's uh, in his way
0: and, and but specifically for yourself though you you also, yeah, again,
2: you, you agree with that yeah I'll-
0: yeah,
3: for sure. And I
2: would imagine, and I don't know the financial situation, but I would imagine they gave Tony a decent payout to take that fight. Uh, I, knowing in, in the interactions I've had with Dana White, I would imagine he wants to kick in the door of this fight island supposedly. And I know he's promised a big thing, and Tony Habib would be the biggest fight they could put together right now. If one of them can't fight, just book the interim fight, and I imagine both guys would get a got a sizable payout to headline, and if, especially if they if, have you seen the the proposed card elias that dana yeah. White put together has no. three title fights and everything and they would put an interim title fight over the two undisputed titles including one that has dominant Cruz and one that has the greatest female fighter of all time defending her featherweight championship i would imagine the two fighters in the interim title fight got some got a decent payout so i imagine that would probably like you said tony ferguson is about a while don't know his situation financially maybe he just wanted to fight to get some money before this pandemic maybe hit harder
3: I'll, also i was reading like go ahead no, I was going to say, and he's also 36, just 37. Yeah, yeah. Like, how long can he literally wait? Yeah. Well, I think if he wins the championship, he would be the oldest
2: lightweight champion in UFC history, which is crazy. Right. And, to- and the first ever
3: interim champ champ.
2: There you go. There you go. Well, to put like, <laughs> the last time Tony Ferguson lost was pre-Ronda Rousey UFC. That's how long he's been winning. So, uh, I just – and now he has to fight Justin Gaethje to fight Habib Nurmagomedov. If he beats both of them, I'd – I still think the winner of Tony Ferguson Habib would, would be the greatest lightweight ever, but if Tony plows through both of them, he's like a top five fighter ever in my mind. Ever.
3: Yeah. Ever. Especially, especially going over all those adversity, right? Like think of many hiccups he's had along 100%. the way. He's had 12 month layoffs
2: after 12 month layoffs and has come back to fight like Donald Cerrone, uh world-class record holder, Anthony Pettis, former champ, Justin Gaethje, former champ. Like you're not wrong there, but uh, Casey, any more questions? I we have a million questions. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, sorry
0: guys before we get to that one can i can i follow up and sort of talk about the the you know paying the paying uh the, while we're talking about compensation Elias, i don't know if you saw the story today it was kind of late breaking about the pfl uh the professional fighters league they're suspending their season and then their ceo has said they're gonna pay fighters a monthly stipend actually uh during this time because they're not gonna have they're just uh postponing it a whole year so there will be no wow. 2020 if, yeah no 2020 pfl season you gotta wait for 2021 i think they said spring 2021 but again they said they're going to try to fight some sort of monthly stipend did, did you ever think that that was something when you were with this ufc that they could have realistically done um and again not even just for situations like this but just for times when you don't have fights booked there's a three-month gap six-month gap did you ever think that they should have had some sort of monthly uh, stipend as is as being
3: proposed here well again that just shows why they're kind of on the front line uh and the, the the front end of a lot of this you know progressive change that they've kind of been doing um uh i don't know you know shoulda or coulda are two different things i guess um again i think obviously uh all fighters uh in many ways are the ones that are at the front line of uh, all the fights and whatnot but i don't know it's just the way it was uh, and the way it is uh so uh again uh, going back to could and should are are two different things yeah
0: yeah
1: that's a fair that's Ready for next
2: question? Next question. Beep, right. bop boop from Oop. YouTube oh, oh, comment too. from Chiatrit Oja. Apologies if I mispronounce your name. No one that asks questions on YouTube ever has an easy name to pronounce. Question, if USC pr- proceeds with their two-venue plan, Apex slash Florida for U.S. fights, and then in quotes, Fight Island for international fights, where do you think Latin America fighters would rather go? Um <laughs> interesting question. I don't care speak for all of them personally. So I'll ask Elias, where would you rather fight? The Apex slash Florida or on quote unquote fight island? I'm gonna throw a curveball here.
3: Fight boat. Fight boat. Oh.
2: Not fight International volcano. waters. Not fight volcano, not on the moon. Anything is up. To, anything is a possibility here in twenty twenty. Yeah, international waters, baby. There you go. Why? Why the
3: boat, Elias? Why? Uh, Because I'm a huge Simpsons fan and it reminds me of what the monkeys That is the the right answer. I was hoping you were going to say that. I can't remember the monkey's name, but when uh, Mr. Burns is like, he's lost a lot of skin. You're going to have to donate a lot of your skin.
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad also our first simpsons reference here on the a side so maybe that can't that can't be right hopefully hopefully not (laughs) Not, to my knowledge i was the first fighter to bring up the simpsons so uh with my disney plus subscription i have been plowing through them with it in the background so 10 out of 10 guests right now elias (laughs) alex where would you rather fight fight islands or on a boat i know you're uh, you're not a fighter but my
0: mother my mother is from peru i don't know that qualifies me as uh, as Latinx, um, but it's a it's kind of a strange question. I mean, obviously, uh, Fight Island, man, Fight I, I was just rewatching Mortal Kombat on Saturday, which, by the way, is a fine movie and probably still the best video game movie. Oh. It's that it's that it's that or friggin' Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't know. It's not a lot of competition. But Street yeah, Fighter is pretty fun too. Uh, well, uh, that's the one I watched the most, so I don't know if that's the best. It's definitely the one I have watched the most. Uh, but yeah, I think the Fight Island thing. I know there's so many jokes about what it's going to be like, and I hope you know, we heard they're copywriting it, right? So it, it sounds like the yeah. UFC is leaning into this fight on an idea, right? Maybe I it's think. a fan created, yeah, maybe it's a fan created thing. But the marketing is starting to kick in. I do hope they lean into <clears throat> to the mysticism of it a little bit. I know the UFC is is fairly uniform. Like when they go to places, it's something we always complain about in the media. You know, <laughs> whichever city they go to, whichever the country they go to, if you're just watching the broadcast, you don't know where they are. You know, there's no local, there's no real local color except when they go to an outside the arena shot or something. So I think for Fight Island, it would be cool if just get a little cheesy with it. Get some of those cool ornate decorations. It doesn't you don't gotta be expensive, right? But um, I mean, Elias, what's is that the kind of environment you'd like to fight in? What's the kind of the most unique uh, venue that you have competed in before?
3: Well, that would be really cool. I I think it kind of goes to the throwback of like Bodog, right? If we all remember that. Like like, of course. Yeah, exactly. So like that kind of reminds me of the island, uh, kind of ambiance or whatever. It'd be so cool. Um, I think the strangest or funnest place I ever fought was, um, uh, I fought in uh, Ohio. Uh, I can't, the NA double And it was under like this outdoor indoor tent. And <laughs> like they had like 18 fights on that, uh, night. And like, I can't remember how many of them were amateur, uh, and like just seeing that the amateurs fight for like, there was like 15 amateur fights and then like, like seven, uh, pro fights or something like that. And, uh, that was the first time I met Steve Miocic, uh, wow. also Jessica, I as well, uh, she was uh, doing some color commentary or whatever and whatnot, but it was the hometown guy that I, I fought and I just picked him up and threw him and like just kept <laughs> on picking up and tossing him until his like clavicle broke and then oh. get up. Yeah. And he just didn't get up for the the third round, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty
2: intense. Casey, you've been covering <laughs> MMA for years. Like,
0: hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. <laughs> You're just gonna walk. He just said like, I just picked up a man, kept throwing yeah. it on him until he broke his clavicle. It's like it, like we're so desensitized to what this is. Yeah, like, exactly. He just I just picked it through him. And it's like and like you know Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> hey, there's Stebe. Duh. Are you
3: dead yet? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a guy. Oh, and then the, the guy that was fighting in the, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the main event. Cause I was the co-main. The guy that was fighting in the main event, the guy, he, he that one. So the guy that lost. His like face was like, like, he needed like 40 stitches at the bare minimum. Right. And he was just like hanging. It was just like hanging off and like <laughs> the doctor like whatever makeshift like ringside doctor they had like didn't really do much of a job other than like kind of like putting it back on with some tape and a little bit of uh, disinfectant and there was like an like the official after party of double NFS or whatever um (laughs) and uh like we were all going to the the club or whatever or bar and um the, the guy that lost is like, again, his face is like just hanging off and he's like, yeah, man, we're going to go to the after party. I'm really pumped. Like, shouldn't you go to the doctor? He's like, oh, man, I'm going to wait for like three hours. I might as well just <laughs> go party. I'm like, you shouldn't be drinking if you're going to get stitches because, you know, it's a blood thinner. But OK, whatever. I'm not a doctor.
2: <laughs> so, Casey, would you rather have 40 stitches, uh, what was it, broken clavicle or pissing blood
1: after your first fight? I'll go for the piss and blood. I'll just walk uh, that off. Yeah, that's that's just like a just a private moment, like, oh okay, yeah. Capical <laughs> <laughs> yeah. stitches, I don't know. Yeah, I've heard like horror stories about the um the uh backstage uh the yeah, kind of the backstage doctor stitching fighters up and like because it's not like a it's not like a pretty scene. It's just sometimes they know what they're doing, other times it's just like a staple gun. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think uh yeah.
2: Well, when you got that when, when you got that big cut on your uh on your forehead if i remember correctly yeah. right was that the santos fight yeah. how many did you get from
3: that if if any like 35 jesus 30? 30 35 30 <laughs> jesus they do a I, good I, job I, oh yeah they did a great job um uh, I, I shout out to the doctor i can't remember him off the top of my head but a uh, great uh ufc doctor that they have there um what was I gonna say uh I think collectively I have over 100 stitches on my face um, between that fight, other fight, training, a couple headbuds. buds. Uh, but ironically, they keep on becoming more – like they keep on becoming symmetrical. Like I'll get a cut here oh. and like the exact oh. same cut on the other side. <laughs> and then there'll be a cut here and then the exact same one on the other side. It's really hilarious. Oh, That's a good thing, I guess. Jose,
0: I want to ask you. <laughs> yeah, as good as it can uh,
3: get.
0: That's, that's, that's Jose, a game. Jose, I want to ask you. <laughs> Would you rather have, excuse me, a broken clavicle and pissed blood and 40 stitches on your forehead, or see Habib and Ferguson canceled for a sixth time?
2: It's, the fight's never gonna happen. It never. I'm on record saying that. I've said that every single time. This, this, like, it's never gonna happen. Like, 14 <laughs> times the charm. So, uh, I have a better chance of getting a broken clavicle, pissing blood, and 40 stitches at the same time than Habib yep. and Tony do actually fighting. <laughs> Uh, so I'll take that. <laughs> at this point, at this point, I <laughs> oh, uh, no. just I've never had any stitches, and I've never broken my clavicle, and I've never pissed blood. So it'd be the first time for all three of those, especially if they happened all the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that'd be the worst. Just get them all, worst day ever. The worst out of the way.
0: What a lovely episode we have today.
2: <laughs> As Casey, are, up oh here we go, oh. From Max El-Kukui Holloway, and his profile seems to be an amalgamation of Max Holloway and Tony Ferguson. uh, (laughs) Do you guys think if Gaethje beats Tony, Conor would fight Tony after? This seems to be, there's this four-way dance in the top of the lightweight division between Tony, uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor supposedly... Wanted to fight the winner, like Dana White wanted him to fight Habib. If Habib won, Justin Gaethje thinks if he beats Tony, he fights Habib, and Connor will fight Tony. So Elias, what situation do we, is going to happen here, depending on who wins uh, between Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson?
3: Well, I would assume that the the winner will fight Habib, right? Like it's like he's the of, interim title. Exactly, it's a, the interim title. Um, just around when the time bracket is in regards to a September. Um september uh what do you call it return from mm-hmm. the beat um so that would make sense um who knows who knows in regards to uh what connor's doing i, I think obviously they're being as strategic as possible in regards to uh what his next steps is for obvious reasons uh, he's the biggest draw uh even you know years out um and you know just coming back off the win with doni uh, what's called donald cerrone so um I don't know uh, that that's I guess beyond my pay grade at this point, where <laughs> who knows what's gonna actually happen if uh, Fight Island's gonna happen, uh, if this May fourth May ninth fight's gonna happen? Uh, there's a lot of uh, things kind of still working its way out.
0: Elias, you're you're too nice. Do not be afraid to attack our viewers or readers <laughs> if they ask a silly question. Is he would Connor fight Tony coming off a loss like his wait, so this is Tony Tony loses his losing streak, uh, loses his to Gates? Streak. His win streak. I'm sorry. His long win streak, and then loses to Gaethje, and then Connor decides to fight. Why would Connor do that? Yeah. Ferguson's no, no. an insanely dangerous fight. Winner. <laughs> I don't care if this guy's 36 or 46. I never. <laughs> I don't think anyone would ever want to fight this guy. And then, uh, after kind of losing a little bit of luster uh, from, a, no. I, I will say what what. Uh, well, I don't want to speak for lies. I will say what I am thinking. I don't want to speak for any of you. I'll say what I'm thinking. That was a, that's a terrible question. That's a terrible question, Max L. Kakui Ferguson <laughs> or whatever your name is. I'm sorry. He he has another one,
2: which I don't know if we're doing which is better. <laughs> but I'm just saying that question was. I'm sorry. I, I, I you just, angered a Canadian. Congratulations. No, <laughs> I maybe, Very hard to do. Maybe. I did apologize though. I am sorry. I am exactly. sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: True Canadian fashion. Yeah. All right. Hey, Alex, what, what's the last letter of the alphabet, Alex? Z.
3: The mighty Z. Mm-hmm. And it's a metric system. A, that what is.
1: What the a weird most efficient this 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 the, ma- the metric system is pretty yeah. awesome
2: i don't I... i'll give you credit the metric system is great can't get on board with zed and i don't like how you spell neighborhood or organization or any of these things with like the o u or s or whatever not color. a family. color color you that. yeah you watch Poppy. sports
1: in tre? <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> the theater
1: poppycock i say i
2: will give you the metric system though okay <laughs> Is we, do, we, do we have this guy's other question? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, spoilers. I'm not running the show. I am not running the show. Ooh, Max Elkakui Holloway. What does Elias prefer? Sativa, Indica, or hybrid?
3: Uh, it really depends on what I'm trying to do, right? So each, uh, for the most part, it'd, it'd be a hybrid uh, of sort because uh, Indica, uh, in many ways, helps with the pain management. Sativa helps with uh, energy. Um, I do tend to do... Uh, more indica at night uh, helping with uh, sleep uh, whereas uh, sativa would be during the day to continue um, uh, you know, my day to day activities
1: and, uh, Alex, what do you prefer? <laughs> uh, look, I know
0: I'm the, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, I am known as the bad boy of MMA fighting. Yeah. Uh, really the MMA world in general, but definitely specifically our site. Uh but despite that, I, I I actually I do not indulge in uh what you know what what good people like me call the devil's lettuce. Okay. Yeah, I'm a jazz cat. I am a, I, <laughs> I am a straight I live my life straight edge. And mm-hmm. uh while I approve of of this holiday, this uh four the the four twenty, I approve. I approve of uh, you know I had oh, a roommate four
3: twenty. Yes. I love uh
0: Yes, I, I had a roommate who uh, loved in, indulging and in, uh, smoking the weeds, as we say, and uh, I had no problem with that. But I'll just say I I do not indulge. Uh, I probably should. I think a lot of people will say I need it, um, and maybe I will <laughs> someday. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I I cannot answer this question. But
1: I'm glad we have a, a again educated person on to to talk about it. Casey you want to weigh in? Oh, um, no, I will pretty much yeah repeat everything Elias said. Um, yeah, agreed. Indica, when well, you know nighttime, you know you want to kind of chill. You know, sativa get your day going yeah pretty much and hybrids no but it's more of a personal preference you know kind of where, where you want sure and then you know yeah, everybody different... sorry? sorry no 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 you can go oh yeah and oh, you, yeah. Know, you, you know you know it's awesome um uh sativa uh espresso beans in the morning nice yep. whoa like dude the, the edible mm. game is like so like compared to like three maybe four years ago like it used to be just a crapshoot. Like someone handed you a brownie at a party and you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But now every- <laughs> you're like, oh, I hope I'm not busy for the next three days. Shit. <laughs> but now everything's different. <laughs> it's a very, it's, have very we, it's really neat now.
2: Have we scared you enough, Alex?
0: No, no, no. Actually, I wanted to ask Elias, uh, what is like, again, this is going to, this, such, 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 Again, such a I don't know anything about smoking question. Yeah. What is kind of the the hot way, or or the opposite, kind of like the like a way of taking Just taking it. the the mayor, taking the marijuana uh, these days that uh, maybe other people haven't picked up on it yet. That's you know, what what do you think is kind of the next next big way of um, what's the word? I'm looking for? Guys, help me. I don't smoke. Nice. I don't know anything. About-
3: I think Casey was right. close <laughs> the edibles. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. eventually uh, the mixture of um uh what do you call it? into beer and other type of uh already established um products and i think cbd is kind of going to be in everything if it isn't already right um mm-hmm. cbd this cbd that um and uh, again once uh the the normalization of the itself as a product like one of the the interesting things are like for this I was Uh, going to ask about that right there. Yeah, so I'm a part investor in, uh, what do you call it, the brand ambassador for hemp energy drink. It's the first uh, to market energy drink in Canada. Um, It's completely legal um, and uh, what do you call it certified and approved, Uh, but it also can be taken to the States because uh, hemp is considered uh, just as a uh, a normal crop now because of the uh, new measures and uh, new legislation that has been passed in the United States. Um, and as normalization, uh, of, uh, parts of the plant happen, uh, more, uh, you know, more inventions and more adaptation of, of the plants, uh, will be harnessed. So very interesting. And for me, uh, even though, again, like one of the things that I, I kind of been doing, uh, for the last little bit, uh, you know, blunt the curve, uh, you know, instead of, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the, the, the real term? Batting, I've said it so many times. Blunt the, the curve. Yeah. yeah. Blunting the curve. <laughs> I don't necessarily, uh, smoke blunts, like for the most part, um, I vaporize like a professional, so we got. Um, oh we got wow! This it's the mighty. Look at that uh, monster. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the best there is uh, out there. Um, I have pretty much everything from Storz and Bickel. Um anyone actually. This is a kind of little contest uh, shout out that I'll say. Uh, I'm giving away a brand new Volcano Hybrid uh, to anyone that shows me how they're blunting the curve. I'm going to pick someone uh, this 4:20 uh, uh, California time uh, Pacific time. Uh, so you guys can hop on my uh, social media at Elias Theodore to enter. Just going to show me a picture or a video of how you're blunting the curve. And I'm going to pick someone. <laughs> it's like a $699 value. Uh, the, the vaporizer that I'm going to give away. So again, uh, I vape like a professional and so can you. So you're going to have people send videos in on how they're blunting the curve. Yeah, they've been doing it. I've I kind of announced the uh, contest on, um, uh, Friday and, uh, some, it, it's really hilarious. People just do, we send, have some, like, do, you, do we have some early front runners for ridiculous videos? Um, was it one of my favorite ones right now is a guy with a, uh, a PPE mask, um, sure. doing a bong hit. And then almost like, uh, what's it called? The, um, what are they called? Like the inflatable, not inflatable, the plastic, no, not plastic. Uh, shoot. Um, what's the term? Uh, almost like the wraps, like the noodles. Uh, there you sure. go. That's the noodles oh. for um, uh, swimming. Yeah, yeah. it from one side to the other <laughs> side of his room to get out of, uh, get the smoke out of his room.
2: Gosh, you guys are so Casey creative. is learning about pissing blood, using pool noodles to <laughs> get the smoke out. Uh, this is a very educating. This
1: is an educating. So episode I, I thought it was inside. just was a the, the you just use a to- toilet paper roll and you stuff a uh, you know air freshener in there the, the, the yep. dryer sheet.
0: <laughs> By the way, guys, we we were talking about all this uh, gore before and pissing blood. And I I forgot. I really really need to ask Elias. Uh, you were at the Phoenix. You were at that Invicta Phoenix Series three, right? Uh, the last, mm-hmm. last Invicta event. I think. Yes. I know you were at the mm. lands. You also you also did the Ring Boy duties yes. for the show. Were you a ring boy during the main event with uh, uh Stoli, Renko and Verzosa, that yeah. after the Bloodbath? I know mm. Casey, oh, and I Casey and I
2: watched yeah. Casey and I watched this, and that is one of the uh we both agreed was one of like the low key, like people need to watch that
3: fight. Yeah, like, people weren't 100% talking yeah. about that fight. Did,
0: no. did you almost slip? I mean, what was it like being that close to that? Well, I mean you've been in the given fights before, but that fight was yes.
3: Yeah, oh yeah. Well, um, it's called uh, we the the way that Invicta uh, does it. It's on the outside, so you don't actually go in the actual physical cage. So there was no blood that I, I would have really tripped on. Um, but although there, although there's always uh, potential hazards, uh, yeah. you know, with the cameramen uh, and other you know corners and stuff like that, you kind of gotta maneuver around. But um, no, it, it's crazy, because again, with uh being a, a ring uh, card holder, I get the best seat in the house, right? And to be that close. Like literally front row. I had blood pretty much like coming to the vicinity because of how much blood there was that night. It, it was crazy. It's one of the most intense fights. Like I put it up there with like um, Shogun and uh, uh, Dan Henderson in regards yeah. to the back and forth uh, that they kind of did. Like ju- they were just literally stand standing elbows, elbowing each other in the face and in the head, all like repeatedly, and uh, neither of them uh, buckled. It was crazy. Is it different? Again, cause again,
0: you've like, you've been in fights. So, I mean, that's a whole other different kind of intensity, but is it different actually being only kind of being able to witness it? Like, you know, not having that adrenaline of actually being in the competition and just watching it. Was it, was it, was
3: that different, weird well, for you? Yes and no, because again, I've, I've done so many ring card, uh, ring card events uh, with mm-hmm. Invicta. Like I, I know all these fighters, like I know all the the female fighters that are competing there in um, some of them I, I cheer, and uh, and some of them I've I've gotten to see you know the highest of highs and the lows of lows that they've uh, they've all had. So it was crazy to and, and again throwing the 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 additional component uh, of the tournament uh, that was kind of a, a part of it, and the fact that it was the first time they were doing open scoring as well. So there was a lot of moving parts. It was a crazy night, and yeah. and, and again best seats in the house, and uh, I couldn't be more thankful of being a part of the Invictus team. Yeah.
2: Was that also the card they did, the open scoring?
3: Yeah. Yep. Was, uh, yeah, just you yeah. Think
2: of, what did you think of that?
3: Well, I think it was a nice, easy way to ease into it because the the way the tournament was, they only had one round, then two rounds, yeah, then yeah. a final round. So it wasn't necessarily uh, that involved. But, uh, you know, and to throw in the fact that the ones that, that they did win and, and the way it was scored, it was obvious that that person won mm-hmm. and that person didn't. So – there, there wasn't any um there wasn't any controversy or any situation where it's like this is why we have it but it, again it just shows another way why and how um invicta is on the forefront of mma
2: would you want to know the scores in your fight between rounds
3: yes and no um i, I think um again the two a uh, couple of the, the losses that I've had, because again, they were, um, either split decision or close <laughs> decision. Um, it definitely would have uh, helped to know, uh, going into mm-hmm. the third if I was up or down on the scorecard.
2: Hmm. Would that change? Like, uh, uh, the argument against it would be like if someone's up two zero and they know they're up two zero, they could just coast the third round. Is that like Casey well, hates that. Well, that they, argument.
3: Could kind of, they could kind of coast already. If you yeah. already know, if yeah. you already yeah. know, exactly. uh, for the yeah. most part, and again, it's just it kind of just puts the onus on the um, the official to to do the right scoring, or else they're gonna get some boos. <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: it's not a, it's not an argument. It's not an Those argument. Those are just words. <laughs> 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 All right, we got oh here's some we got some cool. Oh, photos. there's a there's yeah. a picture of the fight of Ooh, that Elias doesn't It, do oh, it, yeah. it, it doesn't does even do it does not. <sighs>
0: That was crazy.
3: I I I can't I, I was at home. I can't imagine what yeah. it was like there. They they were doing they were jumping into each other. Like, look at that. Like <sighs> like ugh. they were doing that throughout the whole fight. <sighs> and they were just standing toe to toe and literally jumping and elbowing each other in the face and stuff like that. It was crazy. And that was <laughs> the night what? after was uh yeah. Yoana and Wiley oh, Zhang, yeah. right? Yeah. like that,
1: that. That the that
2: thing. weekend, the two best fights that whole week were female oh. fights. Yeah. Amazing.
1: I would say the biggest bummer about that Invicta fight was, like, it was such an incredible fight and just violent, everything. And then, unfortunately, the next night, two other women had slightly even, almost, almost an equally as good fight. It kind of, like, hmm. it just kind of got forgotten. It kind of, it was just uh, unfortunate. But, man, um, I, I, I keep saying, go to Fight Pass. Yeah, people have all the time in the world. Go to Fight Pass, yes. watch that fight, throw it on the TV, you know, bring the family around. You know, just watching fight watch out. a bloody fist Yeah, fight. bloody
2: Julius <laughs> Dollienko. <fight. laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Get get your out. Watch yeah. the <laughs> <it> fight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get this disgusting. Image. <laughs> All right, we got we got some good questions. Uh, here we go. Oh, from um, El Kukui again.
2: Oops. He's back. Two people dead or alive. Elias would love to smoke with. Ooh. Bob Marley. And JFK. Wow, did not expect that second one. <laughs> why
3: specifically JFK? I can, I understand Bob Marley, but why JFK? He actually did uh, smoke um, for his back. Uh, not people, not many people know uh, how bad his back was. Uh, he was in horrible shape. Um, but uh, again, being able to, or you know what, I'll do a little bit modern. Uh, uh, what do you call Obama? Obama would be dope as hell.
2: Yeah, that'd be a fun time. <laughs> oh, he's going. He's going presidential.
1: Look at that. Yeah, former former and, <laughs> and two presidents. Former hey, Chicago resident. So, uh, Obama. what, yeah. what <laughs> for the Canadians? What prime minister would you want to smoke? No smoke with. Ooh. Ooh. Um,
3: what's his name? Uh, uh Trudeau's father. He was uh, yeah Trudeau's father. Uh, what's it called? He was he was a cool dude. Um. He used to party. Him and his wife uh, used to party with, like, the Rolling Stones and stuff like that. They were hippies.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like I said, look, I, I, uh, like I, said, I don't smoke myself, but I I like I like hanging around people who smoke. And uh, <laughs> it's always a good time. So, yeah, no, I was going to say absolutely Trudeau's father,
3: of course. Contact Kai. So, Contact Kai. Uh, yeah, yeah. Big, I, I got to say, yeah,
1: okay. but friends like Alex, you want, you want those guys around because you have those friends, like, you go out and you're like, oh, he's going to drive. We're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're you're yeah. you're you're the cool dd
0: yeah lifetime lifetime disney driver buddy yeah. anytime anytime
2: all right excellent yeah. question triple threat from max elk ukuley holloway <laughs>
1: um.
2: <laughs> from frank furter you guys ever smoke weed out of an apple
3: no i have not
0: Yes, why, I, why would they? What is
3: that? Why would they? What is that? No, you from? can do You can basically put a hole in it. You can make anything into a bong. Uh, you just basically yeah. turn uh, an apple into a bong.
2: Yeah, didn't uh, you see that there was a? Uh, I think it was it was an embedded or something or a countdown where Luke Rockhold was showing off like his ceramic work from high school, and they had a and in his ceramic class, he said the teacher would look at art and if you saw that they they would there was a contest between them to see who could make the most creative bong and not have it look like one. And if the teacher saw, you know, this is a bong, he would just smash it in, in front of them. So the contest was who could get him to look at it and not realize what it actually was. And Rockhold won. He has like some crazy statue of like a bunch of heads stacked on top of each other with like the back and hollowed out and everything. So, yes, Alex, you can make anything into a bong. Well, I, I learned that from that movie Half Baked. The uh, oh, Stephen yes. Baldwin is playing the, uh, the MacGyver
0: smoker. And he's like, I can't remember what he asked for. Like These three random items he's like, I made more with less, bro. I made a bong with less, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, i remember that Potato, uh, uh, if you, if, if you but, don't have anything you don't have any papers you don't have but you have weed and apples okay potatoes are better because the eat. way they cut. apples are cool yeah. because you can oh. kind of eat the apple afterward i guess a little bit it just sounds like a fun thing but the apples kind of, they're, kind of the they're, little, too, they're a little too wet and so it's not the best potatoes way to go though
0: good to know I, I had this image for some reason of it actually like rolled up like thing and then stuck into like as a holder, like using an apple. I, I don't know what's going You're on. You're very
1: strange, Alex. What does your apple pipe look like, Alex? Wait, what I, it? I say,
0: of, of the people who don't, the one, the one who doesn't indulge here, I am coming off as the most incoherent and lost <laughs> somehow. So um, yeah, let's uh, let's move on.
1: No, I'm I just want you to talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> Apples <laughs> for all. <laughs> All right, you know, know.
0: It's like it's you, you, you put like a very small hole and you just, you know, it's like a holder. It's like a holder. And then you can like nibble on the apple and then smoke it.
2: The I, I I mean, is that something people do? Maybe it is. It's 2020. Right, You're frozen, You're frozen, Alex. We can hear you, but we can't. You're not moving. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, so you got any, que- any more questions? Oh, yeah, yeah. We got some more. Hold oh, no, on. No.
1: Oh. Yeah. Sorry,
2: guys. Roberto Lopez says, potatoes are more difficult. (laughs) I disagree, but...
3: Maybe worth it in the end. (laughs) Hard work pays off.
2: (laughs) West Coast, Cali. Apples are for poor... Apple is for (laughs) poor people or you have nothing else. Okay. (laughs) That's not not a question. (laughs) It's more common. Yeah, 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 it's poor people and
3: apples, sir. Exactly.
2: Brian Kelleher, former former ho- co-host of this show, for, oh, member God. of Crystal Crew. I'm putting crystals in my bong. So, yes, Elias, I'll ask you this. Thoughts on uh, the crystals? Fa- are you a fan of crystals?
3: Uh, every once in a while. Um, again, if you have a little keep uh, kind of leftover and whatnot, I sprinkle it in. Uh, again, another trademark that I own is Weed base, so I definitely sprinkle it in on everything. There you go. There you go. <laughs>
2: How about the crystals? No. We, had Jared, we had Jared Cannonier on this show, and he's very big into the healing crystals. He carries around pyrite anywhere because it wards off <laughs> that negative. Was energy. That was
3: intense. That was intense. Well, to each throne, uh, Again, uh, placebos work uh, for that reason, right? There you
0: go. All right, yes, you know what actually—you know what actually works—is—is the—is the medicinal marijuana that Elias is using. That actually works, guys. All right, I. I I'm not on the Friday editions, you know, the Crystal Crew editions of, uh, or I guess on Wednesdays. <laughs> who owns PT. Okay, yes. I don't, I don't approve of this. Uh, with respect to Jared Cannier and other fighters, like you said, uh, Elias, who you know, placebos works fine. I don't indulge in this junk science. Okay, I totally <laughs> approve, approve of all this, all this weed smoking. Okay, but this junk science, I won't, I won't, I don't encourage it.
2: Well, I'll. I'll... I'm going to tell the story again. Our long, all of oh, our, our comments, all of our listeners know this story well. And this uh. goes with Brian Kelleher Elias. I know Alex is getting frustrated already. Uh, we have a fan, uh, Jessica, who mailed me and Pizzi, the other co-host of the show, a bag of crystals with breaking <laughs> down what each one does. Uh, uh, Brian Kelleher asked for one of the crystals after his official weigh-in. Uh, we gave it to him. It was Tiger's Eye. And the what Tiger's Eye does it, is it uh, – you get monetary success. Like, that's what it's supposed to amplify. That's what it's supposed to lead to. Two hours later, uh, he gets bumped up to the main card of a Conor McGregor fight and wins the performance bonus uh, just mere hours after giving him Tiger's Eye. So, I'm not saying it was the crystal, but it was 100% the crystal. Placebos <laughs> <And> work. Placebos <laughs> work. That's a good way of putting it.
1: All right, let's um some rapid fire. Um, what do we got? <laughs> uh yeah did, did i ask this one yet fight
2: island from trumbo what should be the first minute uh we've pretty much had that one you Die. think the fight island you think fight island hosts pay-per-view events or espn and fight pass card so Elias, should they do a annual fight island fight fight card
3: well i would assume once they like make it a thing it might become a thing thereafter so um you know the the will it to existence or the fans did i don't know at this point it's kind of like a who what came first right like the I, I just want to like i
2: want to know where it is geographically before we can even put these parts together
3: true 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 like there's all the the conspiracies where it's like again with uh, wme's uh, clientele some of them have uh, own islands like eddie murphy and uh what's his face um uh what's that that came out recently with conor mcgregor um Robinson, what's uh, the... Tony
0: Robinson. Tony Robinson. Oh. Tony Robinson. Tony yeah.
3: Yeah, he, Tony Robbins, he owns an island as well, and he's in, on uh, uh, WME as well. So there's a couple people like that where it's like, well, that'd be pretty cool. Like, imagine if it was like Tony Robbins, oh, like, Tony God. Robbins Fight Island, UFC Tony Robbins Fight Island, that'd be pretty interesting. And he's just making all the fighters, instead of like walking down, you have to walk on those uh, burning toll. coals. Yeah, exactly, yeah. burning coals. It's like, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Elias, uh, you got your ear to st- you've got your ear to the street I'm sure uh, May 9th do you think what do you think do you think that's gonna happen
3: um I, I, I honestly I don't know there, there's so many different things kind of uh, coming to play it depends on where it ends up being like obviously somehow wWE is an essential service um, so that anything <laughs> else can happen right she is. yeah it's true
2: sure enough true enough
1: me see it from at
2: <laughs> Dizzle Dan on Twitter. What is something that will you do 20 times in April?
3: <laughs> Medicaid. There you go.
2: That, let me see that <laughs> thing again. I thought that looks like a, that's like the size of a phone.
1: Yeah, it's called the Mighty. It's oh. Mighty for a reason. Let's talk about that. Wait, what is that? So, how does it work? Dual. It's, it's dual, yeah. it's
3: dual uh, chamber here. So, this is where the heating thing is. You can see the timer is going up. And then uh, mm-hmm. that's where uh, it also attaches your phone. So you can uh, have different um, uh, routines in regards to what you're um, going to vaporize and how you're going to put it all together. Um, it goes in there. Ooh, is it? Or it goes in there. Like you would put um, a capsule like this. You put a capsule like this in there, and it's a, an actual perfect dose. So that's like, again, wow. looking at it as a medicine. It's a medical device. Where's um, it right here? You put your cannabis in there. You pop it in here. Once it's ready, press here. Boom. There it is. So how much is that? How much does that run for? Like this one's about four hundred dollars.
2: That's the most advanced one. Uh, that's the portable one. Uh, one oh, second, okay. I'll show you. Oh, oh my! <laughs> Look at this. Le- I'm learning so much today, guys. Yeah. For those of you just listening, uh, Elias is going to grab
3: what appears Whoa, to be a a volcano.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so this is the this is the volcano uh, hybrid that I'm giving away. So again, there's uh, the display that's here. Um, there's a plastic bag and there's also a, a a hose here. One second.
2: Casey, for those of you just listening, Casey's eyes are, I've never seen him more interested in anything in my life. top
3: here, on top here, right here. So the purpose of this one, it's called the volcano, um, for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? This is the one that I'm giving away. It retails for $699 uh, US. Um, so again, Storks & Bickle is the, the best medical device uh, and the most popular one in the world. Uh, so I'm really excited to be uh, partnered with them, uh, both uh, as a patient and also giving it away to all my um, you know fans, followers, and everything alike. So again, go at Elias Theodoro. If you want to enter and win, uh, you can still enter today, and I'll be giving away one of these bad boys. Do you have to order those, or is, can you just go somewhere and buy it over the counter? Both, both, both. Uh, most dispensaries would have one, uh, for the most part. So, if the new, like the new version of that comes out, do people line up for it, like an Apple iPhone? Uh, for the most part, uh, but wow. again, you can, but you can you can again uh, order it uh, online, and it'll come. Uh, they're they're uh, they're a German company, but they also have different uh, distribution channels in the U.S. and Canada as well. Dang. Casey, level up you your game, when guys. You
1: walked when you walked back with it. Casey was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> the vo- the volcano. I, I, I bought my first volcano probably about maybe ten years ago.
3: Yeah, the, they've been around for again that long, yeah, and they've the, been evolving the all, big, all the way through.
1: Yeah, the, the big crinkly bag, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So I've uh, I've uh, what do you call it? Um, I've uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, basically, edited it, or for lack of a better word, uh, kind of upgraded the, the crinkly bag. So it's now even like three times bigger. Oh. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> well,
2: Casey, we're out of questions,
3: right? Uh, yeah,
1: we're good. Yeah.
2: So well, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this special uh, this special day, Elias. As you said, this religious holiday. Religious uh, but holiday. of course, you are the the guest of honor. So you've already plugged your contest. You can say it. You can give uh, people more information on it yep. if you would like. But the floor is yours to talk about anything you want, plug anything you want, say anything you want before we sign off.
3: Well, first and foremost, thanks for having me. Uh, love to come mm-hmm. back again uh, before the Absolutely. next 420. Uh, we'll talk about my next fight <laughs> once I got that kind of going on uh, and once normalcy has returned. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, uh, go to at Elias or if you want to follow my journey as both an athlete, uh, and medical cannabis, uh, advocate, um, but also, uh, still to enter to win one of these bad boys, the volcano, um, hybrid, uh, by Sterks and Bickle. Uh, and you know, again, thank you for your time. We will absolutely love to have you on. I know
2: Alex has learned so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, knowledge oh, this is power. power. Uh, this <laughs> <laughs> knowledge is power. So, uh, but, of, but of course I am Jose. That is the bad boy, Alex K. Lee. I don't know where Casey is on my screen, but everyone's favorite mustachioed hipster soy boy wearing his uh, banana shirt. Uh, But for Jose, that's Elias, that's Alex, that's Casey. This will be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everything. But we'll see you on Wednesday. We're out.
1: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.